Well, I'm going to go back to what I said before. It's, it's, it's very difficult to have to introduce family to family. It almost seems like it's unnecessary. But we've had an awesome time for the last... Bill, are you listening to me? Or are you guys talking over there? <laughs> wow. Wow, they're talking back and forth. And... Uh, <laughs> The problem is he has the microphone last, so I really got to be careful what I say. But I do have a little disclaimer in there, too. Anything that you hear from Bill about me is not necessarily true. That's, I just, we'll leave it at that, okay? You may hear some things, but no. They have been with us for six and a half, almost seven weeks now, and they're flying back to Dallas on Wednesday. And they really are family. They really are part of New Hope. You know, they may only come once every three years, but, but they are as a part of what's God doing here. He's doing it down there. And we, we can call us sister churches, whatever you want to call it, but there's, there's a definite connection. And we have been so blessed to have them. We've had uh, those of us who have gotten together with them, had some great times. I know they've enjoyed the Italian food. I don't want to... Tom and Ann's. I know there's other great food that's been out there, but that one Bill has mentioned and some good stuff. So I want to invite... Our, both of you coming up right now? Yep. All right. Bill and Mary, come on up. Bill and Mary Smith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Y'all can go ahead and sit down, please. Thank you. Um, would you, whoever's back there, Sarah, is that you? Would you just go ahead and put the first one up? We're not going to start yet. You know, Mark said that it's not necessarily true. That doesn't mean that it's not true. You understand that, right? He's trying to get his way out of it, but I've decided that I'm not going to say anything that I know about him. Um, today, we're just going to uh, speak to you. I don't, can we bring down I, these lights? Can these lights come down just a little bit? Um, we just want to make sure that you guys can see better um, over here on this. We've done, we did what we could, and they've kind of cleared up. But what we really want to do, and if you would go back to the to the map and just leave it there for a few minutes, what we really want to do today is just share with you guys what is happening in Mexico. Um, there are, uh, you know, Mark Mark said, you know, a sister church, the church that is there, and the hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of people that have been saved and ministered to um, in the last 10 years, a little bit more than 10 years, is directly linked to you. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not, we're not, I mean, I, I know what Mark was saying and I know you guys understand, but I would like to clarify the way that we see, the way that Bill Smith and the way that Mary Smith sees what's happening and the way that the brothers and sisters down there, they see it. They know that without you, many of them probably wouldn't be in the kingdom. They wouldn't have a church. We could say that God maybe would have got a, reached them some other way. I understand that, but you know, without you, that church doesn't exist. Are you with me? Do you understand? It, it, it's that. And without you guys, more churches aren't going to exist. And the generation of revivalists that are being raised up, they wouldn't exist. The testimonies that, that you heard the last time and, and what you hear today, those things wouldn't exist without you personally praying for us, giving, everything that this church does. You know, you guys have to understand this is a church of not, this is not a very big church, speaking about the church here, but you guys support full-time 
a missionary family on the field. And if every single church in this, in this country supported full-time a missionary family on the field, how many of you know that the world would change really yeah, quickly? Right. So while you may not have a lot of numbers, you are directly linked to, to the gospel and the kingdom coming forth, okay? And before we get to that, would you open your Bibles to Romans chapter 10, please? <clears throat> And the apostle is just, uh, he's talking about Israel, but I just love the Bible because even though the context is about something, there's always something else that God's saying. Amen. So that's why we can read prophetic words that are thousands and thousands of years old and recognize that they're for us this very day. Or we can read something that happened thousands of years ago and all of a sudden it becomes real to us by revelation through the Holy Spirit and by our experiencing God. Verse 13 says in chapter 10, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be... Saved. Shall be what? Saved. Since we've been gone, over 100 people have gotten saved Hallelujah. through our ministry in Mexico. <clears throat> so... It's between 10 and 15 people. I mean, we didn't do an exact count, but, you know, if you add it all up, there's around 100 people have made decisions for Christ. Amen. Are they in our church? Are they being discipled? No, they're not. But God is doing something powerful in Mexico. Now, I want to say it again. In the last six and a half or seven weeks, through your ministry, your. Everybody put their finger out like that? Amen. Like that? You got to have your finger out like that? Come on, Aaron. You got to do it like this, but straight <laughs> like that. Now turn that finger around. And point it right at you. Through your ministry. Hallelujah. Whatever that is. Even though you may not be directly linked with what we're doing because you're doing other things. Because I know there are other ministries here. But through all of us pulling together, in the last six and a half weeks, a hundred people got saved. Yeah. So what am, I, what, am I, what am I saying with that? How many of you guys know that if one sinner repents, heaven goes wild? That's right. So you are... You guys are causing a party in heaven, <laughs> you know, and God's going wild. And anybody that thinks that heaven's going to be like this, can you imagine? I mean, the angels go bonkers every time. You know, how many thousands of people get saved every single day? You know, heaven, all heaven is, is just a big old wild party. You know, I mean, everybody wants to think, you know, it's like this. Well, I'm sorry, that, that isn't, the evidence in the Bible isn't, the heaven is a happening place. And so that means that the earth should be a happening place also. Verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him who they have not... Let me start again. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. All right, I want everybody to look at your neighbor's feet. Look at, well, if you can. If not, just look at them. Just look at their feet. Everybody's looking at their feet. <clears throat> you may be embarrassed of the way your feet look. When I was a kid, my feet were longer than I was tall for a long time. But I want you to know that your feet are beautiful to a lot of people. Amen. 
because through you, they've come to know the Savior. Through your giving, through your love. And for us, um, I personally want to thank each and every one of you guys for allowing us to fulfill our dream. Because God put a dream in my heart a really long time ago now. And we fulfilled that. And not just fulfilled it, we fulfilled it and again and again and over and over and over. Has there been difficulty? Yeah, there has. But, you know, you know the affliction that we've gone through or whatever it is that's happened to us compared to 100 people getting saved in the last six and a half weeks. You know, okay, bring it on. I don't care. Right. You know, I'll put up with that. If I, if I get 100 people every two months coming into the kingdom, I'll put up with an awful lot of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though I don't plan on putting up with any of the devil's stuff. Amen. Not even for a Amen. second. But we just want to thank you and Ralph, Wanda, Mark, Shark. You know, I'd have to name off almost everybody here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, for treating us, for treating us like kings, and um, for loving us so much. You know, you, uh, it's a pretty humbling experience to have to come back and, and do what we do, uh, and, and to come here and to have people who, some people that don't even know us, treat us like we're the greatest thing in the whole wide world, you know, and they don't, you know, they don't know anything about us at all, and it, it's humbling. And um, we love it, and we plan on being back in about three years. Amen? Amen? Unless God, of course, gives us the opportunity to come back earlier, which there will be no problem with that. So we're going to start now, and my wife's going to, she's got a bunch that she wants to say, too. Um, we're not going to go past 12 o'clock, so don't worry about it. It's all going to be good. You're going to see a bunch of pictures. We're going to tell a bunch of stories, okay? Be all right? Amen. All right. Okay, we're going to start. <laughs> if not, we're going to be here forever. Well, uh, for the ones that they, you don't know me, I'm a Mexican. I, can, I was born in Mexico City. So, you know, I don't, I don't consider myself missionary, but, you know, because I'm in my country, and I love my country. So this is Mexico. For the ones that you know, we, we are in the state of Michoacán and the city of Morelia. So this is our beautiful city, and... In our city, everything is compact. We don't have spaces like you guys here, you know, have a bunch of spaces. But this is the city that we work. And this is some of the landmarks that we have in, in Morelia. Morelia is beautiful, you know. Whenever you want to come, you are welcome to come. Okay. The state of Michoacán is the one in the blue, if, if you don't know. Where is Michoacán? But Michoacán is in the one that is in the blue or green. So that's Michoacán. It's all the way in the south. And Michoacán is between Guadalajara and Mexico City. Okay, these are the landmarks of our city. And this is the cathedral. There is downtown Morelia. That's the big church, the, ca the big Catholic church in our city. This is what is called the aqueduct. And this is downtown in, in this side. Of the, of the corner. Okay, right here you have in front of our church, Iglesia Cristiana Coinonia, and in front of that is a train. We have the railroad tracks coming every Sunday three times. <laughs> and every time it comes, they horn. Every time they can, it horns. So if you're preaching and you hear the train coming, you have to stop for a little bit until the train goes by. 
okay? Because we are so close to the train, is you, you won't believe it. So that's, you know, that's something we are praying right now because we want to change buildings because of the train. We've been in that building now for six years. Okay, that's how we park the cars in the other side of the street, <laughs> and we have to jump the, the train tracks when, to, when we come to church. <laughs> or we go around one of the two. Okay, so that's the sign of our church at night, Iglesia Cristiana Coinonia. And this is your church family over there. That picture was taken two years ago. It wasn't a new picture. So that picture was taken two, two years ago. And that's the building inside the church. And that's some of their families that we had that day that we took the picture. And this is some of our people, precious people we love. And that's one of the services that we have. That's your church in Mexico, in Mexico, in Morelia. Those are your brothers and sisters in Mexico. So we love praying for the sick. Amen. That's what we do. We love praying for the sick. We love, you know, when people get in wheelchairs into the church because we love to put our hands on them. And I'm in charge of the kids' ministry in the church. I love kids. You know, if you tell me, you know, what is your passion in life is ministry to the kids. That's my heart, you know. So I can be there every Sunday teaching them and spending time with them, you know, because you can learn so much from the kids. So these are some of our kids in our church. These are the little ones, the ones that we have in the nursery. And... We have some babies too. We don't have enough room for all the kids. So we try to pack them, you know, like we will have nursery sometimes in there with, with the kids from one, two, and three years old. Those are the ones over here. Okay, these are my kids. The little ones, I don't teach them. I teach these kids. These are the, the kids from seven to 11 years old. So we have a, a special room for them. And like I say, we don't have a lot of room for kids. Actually, we're praying because we need more classrooms for the kids. You know, we're growing so fast that we don't have enough space for them. This is a special people over here. <laughs> this over here, you know. The other ones over there are Julia's mom and dad. Yeah, those are Julia's mom and dad. They've been with us for a long time since we started the church. So they are a special family for us. And, you know, and this is a special treat for Julia. Love you, Julia. <laughs> but this is Julia's mom and dad. And like I say, they've been with us forever. And these two other people over here, well, you know them. <laughs> They're just being silly. <laughs> Okay. Okay. In our church, we uh, work in cell groups. We have several cell groups throughout the city, you know. So every Friday, we meet at seven o'clock at night in different parts of the city, you know, and the and the people come, you know, new people come. In Mexico, everybody's Catholic, 
So when you invite them to go into your house to teach them about the Bible or to share the gospel, they will come, you know, that if you invite them into the buildings. So we do cell groups, and we have several homes around the city. And, you know, really, some cell groups are so big. We have, like, you know, 25, sometimes 30 people coming into a cell group. You know, it's not a cell group. It's a church, really. But, you know, people come, you know, to hear the gospel because, you know, they fear less threat if they come into a home that if you invite them into the church. So what happens if after they've been in the home for a little bit and they get to know, you know, God and get to know Jesus, they will, you know, sometimes come to the church. So our cell groups are, are big. So these are some of our pictures. This, is, this over here is just one cell group, picture of one cell group. So, yeah, some of them are, are, are big. And, you know, in the cell groups, we as a Mexicans, we like to party. <laughs> so every cell group, they always have something to eat and, you know, have fun. So we always, you know, giving, they, they always give food away and brings food and have fun. Okay, this is some of our leaders, leaders in, the in the church. And over here in the top, those are the youth leaders of our church. And this couple over here uh, down, that's Tonya and Shelly. They are the administrators of the church, and they are the ones right now that are taking the church when we are here. So now I'm going to let Bill talk. <laughs> Well, I'm going to run a few things back until a little bit more. I guess, I guess you need this, right? Can you hear me or not? Um, <clears throat> yeah, you can't see very good that one there. This, this room right here is... Well, you really can't see. I thought you could see it more. It's right next to the church. You see where the lady is walking? I can see it. This one over here seems to be a little bit easier to see, so I'll come over here and point it out. But there's a building that's right here, and that's where that room is. Um, and the, the room where the small children is is behind that door right there. And so you can see that. That's about uh, 10 meters wide right there. And the church is 10 by about 45 meters long. The building that we're in so it's a pretty good sized building um, like mayor says whenever the <laughs> when the train gets to just about where the building is that's when the horn starts which you know I've wanted to put a sign out there and say please don't honk wait you know go down just a little bit more but I know if I do that they'll honk more so I just decided well we'll just leave well enough alone huh? but you can see how close it is um, we I have just been informed that the owner of the building wants to raise the rent like almost half again what we've been paying and we've I've felt for a long time and have been praying and we've actually been praying every time the train comes by we we actually just stop and after the train goes by we start we we ask the Lord we say new nuevas instalaciones new installations Lord a new church because we, we want to be someplace else though we still have some room and stuff like that but it's it's a little difficult because some of these new people come and I mean it, it you know it, the guy on the horn with the train he doesn't go uh uh no it's like he grabs it and he holds it you know and we're not even as you can see we're not even 10 meters away and 
you know, I mean, I grab my ears. It's so loud. So, so we would ask you guys to pray about that for us because as God has been saving people, like we talked to you about the hospital ministry, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, um, and those people have been getting saved, but they go back to their little towns and, and stuff like that. Um, God has been bringing in a whole bunch of new people. We have some other pictures that we don't have time today to put them up there. And we were looking at them. We were like, well, who's that? Well, who are they? What, who, what family is that? We don't even know who these people are. And all these people have come into the church now since we left. So be praying with us no, about that because this is all probably going to happen in the next month. Something's going to happen because we really don't want to. We don't want to uh, pay more rent unless we get better and better a better place to, to stay at. Okay? Let's see. I should point it this way, right? There you are. The cell groups. I don't think Mary said so. Um, this is her mother and her father right here. Carlos and Silvia Cortez, they've been with us. They've planted two churches with us now, as, as several other people have. Um, when we worked with Vida Abundante and now, and now uh, this church, that's their cell group right there. They have, they have reached uh, an incredible amount of people. Amen. And um, their ministry is very powerful, especially um, in the area of family and marriage. Yeah. You know, just they got loads of experience and they have great grace in the church to talk with people about that. Mary was talking about eating food and everything. That front left side thing, if you look down, the two girls that are there, if you look down, it might be easier to see on the other side, but that's called pozole. Say pozole with me. No, no, not pasole. Pozole. There you go. It's the food of the gods. <clears throat> Anyways, this is Daniel Serrano's cell group. Um, there's actually even a few more people that are involved in that. Um, we let Danny, you can't really see him very well, I'm sorry. We probably should have made them all just one big picture, but we didn't do that. But anyways, he's kind of up there, sort of, and um, God is really raising this guy up. This is the guy, I know some of you guys know the story, but this guy was a, he's a, um, a metal worker. And one day he was going to plug his machine in, and this has been several years ago, he, he didn't know the Lord. And he was going to plug his machine in, and he thought he was plugging into 220, and it was a 440 current. And he literally caught on fire. <clears throat> he lived through that. Um, he came to church the next Sunday, gave his heart to the Lord. He's been serving God ever since then. <laughs> so anyways, and God is really raising him up now. He's been a Christian now for six or seven years. And um, he didn't know it, but uh, just before we left, you know, we, we talked about who was going to preach. And I just told him, you're going to preach. And he just, you know, he didn't even know what to do. But uh, he preached actually two weeks ago, or this last Sunday. I don't remember. Anyways, this last Sunday or the Sunday before. And apparently it was a hit. So now, now, now we have another preacher in the church. And not, not that it's just him and me. There's a bunch of other people that can preach too. So anyways, Dario and Xochitl, for those of you that have been to Mexico, that's their cell. That's them on the far left-hand side. Um, God's really, really done a, a powerful work in them and in their cell. This is, you can't really tell, but this is uh, Julia's mom and dad's house. That's where they meet at most of the time. That's Juan and Catalina. That's who we're talking about. <clears throat> The leaders, um, Mayor talked about these guys a little bit. Those are most of our youth leaders um, in the back, Antonio and Chelly. Antonio is an executive in Coca-Cola. 
He has uh, about a $6 million a year budget that he's in charge of, and, um, and God is raising him up, and they have always felt like they were called into the ministry, and he has a, like a really, really good job, but they are, they're, they're ready to give that up as the Lord opens the door for them. And um, he doesn't make six million dollars, right? Did I make myself clear? He's over, but he he do, he does he does very well economically. And um, this time away has really helped us. We knew that it would do this because it happens every time that we leave. New people have to have to come up, and um, and he has really apparently by by everybody else's testimony, he's really stepped up. But I'm going to ask you to pray about this with us. The Mexican culture is very given to um, stand back and let the leader do what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, And so pray with us that whenever we get back here in a couple of weeks, that these people that have stepped up and have been carrying it very well under the anointing of, of the Holy Spirit, that they inside of them won't take that step back. That they will step up with us even more. And as we, you know, and, and, and as they're able to take on more responsibility. Okay? How many, how many will pray with us at least once yeah. about that? Yeah. All right? Even if you pray right now while I'm talking, that's all right. But at least pray once, okay? Very well. <clears throat> this is Ana Seja, the one on the top, a young lady. She's 23 years old. She works at a, um, at a clinic. It's an um, alternative medicine clinic, but it's not like wacko weirdo stuff. Like she's an RN and... Um, but they just use some other things to try to help people along. The last testimony that I had from her, and this would have been about two and a half weeks ago, she prayed for a man who was paralyzed from his waist down, and he could not move anything. His back had somehow or another been pulled apart. You know, like, like I, I don't know how it happened, but his back was pulled apart. The doctors told him that he was never, ever going to walk or feel anything or be able to move his legs or anything. In the clinic, she said, well, you know, they're saying that you can't, but let's pray. Amen. And right there, they, they prayed for this, and his whole family was standing around. They had brought him up from the coast, from Lazaro Cardenas, the whole family standing around. You know, they don't know nothing. You know, like, pray for him. What, you know, they don't, you know, these people have no concept of what's about to happen. And so she just declares the kingdom over this guy. She stops. She looks at him. She says, well, do something that you can't ever do. And the guy starts moving his toes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, <clears throat> so she is just a real fireball for God, uh, 23 years old. Well, she just turned 24, and, um, and she would really, really like to, to move into full-time ministry as God would have that. Again, that's Mary's mom on the bottom, Sylvia Cortez, whenever we have. Sometimes at church we have um, manifestations that aren't of the kind that we really want. Um, <clears throat> you know, things happen in, in the presence of God and people come in and, you know, and they've, you know, they got, they got critters, <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes those critters start talking about getting out right in the middle of the service and, and we're not shy. Like if it happens, I, this, I just told, I, I said this to the Lord. I don't know if it was good to say this to him, but I just said, Lord, if it happens right in the middle of church, we're going to deal with it right in the middle of church. I'm not going to try to run them out or, or, or get them out. You know, I figure if the presence of God was there so much that they're getting, you know, and it's not to embarrass the person, 
but something the 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 spirits are really you know they're all worked up so it's just always easier in the presence of God to do everything right you guys with me on that yeah. so anyways whenever something like that happens the first person I call is her and the second person that I call sitting right here on the front that would be my daughter Larissa whenever anything happens those two I put them two together and go get them and I know Hallelujah. and I know it's gonna work out good okay this is another picture of Anna now, I'm going to go over to this side because I can see better here. <clears throat> These three girls are, are leaders uh, of our youth ministry. Alma, I'll go over here. Alma is this one right here. She is a, uh, she is a, a lawyer. I was going to say abogada, but you wouldn't know what that meant. So Julia would, but anyways, she's a, she's a lawyer. Again, this is Anna. And this is Giselle. Can you say Giselle with me? This is the little girl who God began to deal with about going to the hospitals. That's her. Now, you see Anna? Anna kind of looks like the big one between them, right? Well, Anna is like, she's like about that tall. You know, these are, these are not very big human beings as it, as it goes. And Giselle's even smaller. They're, Anna and Giselle are actually cousins, first cousins. But she's the, she's the little girl that God dealt with to begin to start the, the hospital ministry which a great number of these people that we were just talking about that got saved have been saved there. Not everybody, but a bunch of, but a bunch of the people. This is our worship team. Uh, many of you guys that have been down will recognize them. David, it's Dario and Sochil. David is standing right here. Sorry, I don't have a pointer. But this is David. He's the leader of the, of the youth leaders. He's the guy that I look to. He's also um, one of our worship leaders, really anointed of God. He's a, a chemist. Uh, I don't know. How, do you, how would you say that, Julia? I don't know if anybody can help me with that. Um, I don't know what, how, to, how to say it. Do you know how to say it in English? I don't remember. Anyways, he does blood tests. He, he's, he, like, he's the guy that checks your blood stuff. Can, how what? Okay. Yeah, he does blood samples and checks stuff, you know, and makes sure that, that everything's gone. My wife's trying to get me going, but I think it's important. The reason that it's important that, that I want to say this is because, and, and I'll come back over here. Let's see. She's a dentist in training. She is a doctor already. He's this, whatever that is. This guy's going to be a mechanical engineer. She's a dentist. Um, he's a businessman, and she's a psychologist. And what I want to say to you guys is that in this church, God is, there's this generation, you know, they're not all real young, but you can see they're not, they're not very old. And that's just some of them. In our church, there's this wave of highly educated people, Hallelujah. you know, it's not, that are, that are being raised up in God and each one of them are in their areas and they're working, but they're bringing the kingdom to this area that, <laughs> that they're doing. So. So God's doing a good thing there with us in this area in particular. That's our worship team. There you go. And that's just a, another little bit. Let me go back a little bit. I didn't talk about Can you see the little guy on the very end on the right? Yeah, yeah he's 11 years old, and he's our drummer. <laughs> His name's Arturito. Artie. And... You can't see it very good, but on the bottom picture, in the very back corner back there, that's his little head. 
that's in there. But this dude can play. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not some, he's not like, oh, let's see. I mean, he's in there and he is ripping it up. So he keeps us right on time. You can see Mary stand on the bottom there. You can see all the kids that are around her. We, like if this was our church, not all of you guys know this, but some of you that have been there, like if this was our church, we have white, the white plastic chairs that you can stack up. What we do, we would move out probably about the first five or six rows. I mean, every Sunday, we move them out of the way so that there's plenty of room to jump around and dance, you know, because Mexicans, Latinos, you know, they got to move. <laughs> you know, they can't. If you say to them, you got to stand still, that's, that's like, you know, that's like you don't want to do that to them, you know, because <laughs> this isn't going to work for very long. So anyways, <clears throat> so Mary, she, uh, she has the kids right there in the front, and it gets going, and her and all the kids, they just start worshiping and jumping around and carrying on and acting like they were children of God. Hallelujah. Amen? <clears throat> baptisms. Say with me, baptisms. This just happened a few weeks ago, the week actually the week after we got here. So it's been a few weeks ago. But I want to tell a story here. This couple that is standing right there, his name is Omero and her name is Yesenia. And about eight months ago, they were at the very edge of divorce because of unfaithfulness on his part. Um, and it wasn't the first time that he had been unfaithful. They had been caught in the cycle, and he was caught up in this. And his son, who is the one with the white, this is his son right here. His son goes to a school where the doctor that I showed you earlier, Lisbeth, um, works at. And he was so distraught about the fact that his family was coming apart that he went and talked to her because this woman... Lisbeth, the doctor, she has decided to bring the kingdom of God into that school. Amen. She has helped several young ladies leave a lesbian lifestyle. Um, she's helped a bunch of people that were drug addicts get off drugs and get into churches because um, we don't we don't try to take in everybody. I don't know if that makes sense to you. You know, we don't. We re I really don't care where they go. Personally, I mean, you know, if we win them. I don't, you know, okay, they got saved, now they've gone someplace else, and, you know, God's in charge of all the rest of that stuff, and everything else just works out. But he was so distraught about the fact that his, his mom and dad were breaking up and his dad's sin that he started talking to her, and she finally just told him, because Lisbeth is like, you know, it's black and it's white, and there is no other color. She just, boom, she's like this. That's her personality. And... Um, so she just tells this boy, she says, well, I don't know about your mom and dad, but I do know that if you don't repent, you're going to go to hell. And the boy, he just kind of basically stopped and went like, what? And she said, yeah, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't fix that problem, but I can help you. And the boy right there that same day had a miraculous uh, transformation. He was born again right there in that office. And um, I, I know where this office is, and it's about... It's about a meter and a half wide and about two meters long. So it's this little itty-bitty thing where she, where she uh, treats kids that get sick at the school and stuff like that. He gets saved. He goes back home, and he tells his uh, sister, which is this girl right here, Jimena. Can you say Jimena? Jimena. This is him. This is, this is Omerito, because I can't say his middle name. But anyways, um, he tells her the same day about this. And she gets radically saved at home. Yeah. Like radically, not like, oh, okay, well, I think I'll be a Christian. No, like, boom! Radically saved. 
within like two or three days, they talk to their dad, who has been living a lifestyle, as I already talked about. He comes to our church, and he gets radically saved. Like, you know, again, not, not kind of, sort of, you know, well, I don't know. He got born again, like, boom. Now, you know, we're all, we're all in agreement. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it's fast. They get saved. The mom's not very sure. You know, they, they start living for God. A couple of weeks go by. A month goes by. They're trying to reach the mom, but the mom's, you know, she's not trusting her husband. And we understand why that might be, right? You know, and she's not trusting him, you know, but the kids are working on her and stuff like that. And through, uh, through the, the contact with some women in the church, they went to a, a, a woman's uh, retreat. It wasn't ours, but they went to another one at Vida Bonante there in the city. And she began to open up to the things of God. And uh, like two weeks later at church, she makes a decision for Christ. And she gets radically saved, <laughs> right? They're the whole family, all of them. They've all had radical encounters with Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And so this is them about, I guess, whatever it was now, four or five weeks ago, getting baptized. And you really can't see it. I'm, I'm sorry that we don't have better pictures, but everybody's wet that's standing up there. You can see Dario standing here because all these people are in his cell. You can see that he's wet right there. Well, all of these people are soaked, except for this guy. I'm not quite sure who this kid is. I don't know who he is. But they're all soaked because they just got baptized. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, that all happened because you give. Amen. That family, that family got saved because you give, because you pray, because you, uh, because you do everything that you guys do for, for Mexico and for these people. And that's them now. That's, that's Omero and Yesenia now. And they, uh, you know, they haven't even been saved a year, but these, these guys are like, you know, it's like I'm just kind of, you know, not kind of hoping. I'm, I'm waiting for at least a year to go by because I so want to give them something to do because they've just radically changed our church. They just come in and they're doing stuff and they're going here and going there and having a big time. So anyways, that's one of our stories here of, of some of the people in the church. This is the hospital ministry. I'm not going to translate, but you can see the little signs that they're holding up, right? Well, they stand out in front of the hospitals, and they say, Jesus saves, and Jesus will heal you. Amen. Do you need a miracle? Here we are. Hallelujah. So I don't know if that's radical enough faith for you, but it sure is for me. <clears throat> this, is, this, is the, this, is the, this is Jimena, the little girl in the white that you can see there. That's her. She is, uh, on fire isn't, doesn't even begin to get there, how God is dealing with her. Anywhere that they go, they were on vacation in Ixtapa. She went on vacation. She's with her mom and her dad. They're at Ixtapa, which is the beach, right? We're talking like a resort, great, stuff like that. She sees some guy. He's limping, and she can't stand it. And she says to her dad, Dad, come on, we've got to go pray for this guy. You know, on vacation at the beach, you know, who would bother? Oh, the poor guy, I don't know. Well, to her, it's really, really important. Um, she's causing all kinds of trouble in her school because she just won't shut up. And, um, <laughs> you know, and um, it's so wonderful just to see God work in them. Anyways, this is just a picture, a couple of pictures. The one up here on the left, this is 
This is um, in one of the corridors of the hospital, just around the corner from this, from, from where that picture is taken is the emergency room where yesterday people that have gotten saved in your church in Mexico were allowed to go into the emergency room, into the emergency room bays and pray for people that were uh, really, really sick and had really a lot of problems. And that happened yesterday. That was yesterday. <clears throat> that's just some of them praying for some people. Um, that's in a park that's close to the hospital. I, I have no idea who that lady is, but we just put her up there anyway. She doesn't look overly excited. Uh, <clears throat> but that's right outside the door. So something happened. I just don't know. I didn't get the information uh, on, on what happened with that lady. But I know they sent the picture, so there's got to be a story behind it. But I don't know what it is yet. But I'll be finding out here before very long. But that's the, the hospital uh, ministry. Now, I'm going to give two testimonies <clears throat> of something that God's doing. I said we're going to be done by 12, right? So that means I probably need to hurry. You can see this family that's here, um, here and here. This woman right here is married to this man. Okay, you with me? This woman, along with her sister, who was married to this man's husband, murdered his brother. Okay, are you with me again? Okay. This woman is married to this man. Her sister is married to, well, was married to his brother. She, along with her sister, murdered his brother. She spent years, she spent several years in prison because of it. Her sister, who was the author of the whole thing, is still in prison up to this day. I was there the day that the first time that they ever came to church, came to the building. They had been ministered to, uh, well, there's something that'll be after this that I'll tell the story about, and, and it'll help you to understand. But I was there the first day that they came to church, um, and the hardness, it was palpable. Just the, the hardness of heart. He had already told everybody including her, that he was going to kill her sister when she gets out. But God. <laughs> they came to church. We started worshiping God. And within two weeks, they had given their lives to Christ. They were baptized also. We just don't have pictures of it. Since then, these are their sons. I, don't, I have no idea what their names are because... This has all happened since we left. But now they're coming to the church. They're being, he, one of them's being ministered to here. They're talking, there's the two brothers, because you can just see the, the foot, barely the foot there. But this guy's leading them, and they're in worship, obviously, because everybody's got their hands up, or they're praying for the sick, one of the two. And this guy right here is working on them to lead them to Christ right there in the church. So you can just imagine, you know, the, the, how a family is so torn apart. And... Um, but God. But God. But God. Amen? Okay, one more testimony. You guys see this guy right here with the hat on? His name is Don Mario. Can you say Don Mario? Don Mario. Don Mario is a Catholic. Can you say with me he's a Catholic? Don Mario is in a group, a cell group, but it's not an official cell group, but he's in a group that grew out of my in-laws, my... my Mary's mom and dad's cell group, they began to minister to this guy and his wife, and 
All he would ever say is, listen, listen, we'll listen to what you want to say. We want to hear. We want you to read the Bible to us. They would say this to Sylvia, my mother-in-law. But he would always end it with, but we're Catholics. We're not going to change. No problem, hey. And they just kept coming back and coming back. His, now his whole family has gotten saved. He's saved. I thought he had been baptized here in the last baptisms, but I found out day before yesterday that isn't true. Somebody had told me that he had been baptized, but I talked to my mother-in-law, and she said, no, he did not. He decided not to be baptized, but he just went to Tijuana. Everybody knows where Tijuana is, right? Up by San Diego. It's a long ways away from, from where we live. He went up there because he had a dream about his older son, who he's been separated from now for several years. And he had a dream. <laughs> he had a dream about his son. And he got on a bus, apparently, and it's like 36 hours up there. And he got on a bus to go up there and tell his son about what God's done in his life and reconcile with his son. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, through the group, through the group that, that is in Don Mario's house, this family got saved. Because they know, they know they know Mario. So you can just see how, how God's just yeah. reaching and reaching and reaching. Hallelujah. And I want to say this. It doesn't happen without you. It doesn't happen. And there's a lot more people that we're going to reach, and there's a lot more things that are going to happen. And, um, and I just want to say thank you again on behalf of all of the brothers in Mexico. Muchísimas gracias. Que Dios les bendiga. You ready, Rafi? Hallelujah. Can we just give the, loud, uh, the Lord a big shout and a clap? God, you are so good. God, you are so good. You are so good. Yeah. He is so good. He is so good. He is so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you could um, sum it up really, really simple. Jesus saves, he heals, and he delivers. And he's still at work today on planet Earth, powerfully restoring and transforming lives all over the globe. The kingdom of God is alive and active. What a privilege to have Bill and Mary and Larissa here, and I am Pastor Ralph, for, for those of you who, who don't know, fresh off the Cape, with a nice little tan going. <laughs> kind of fun. But uh, we did make it back because this is Bill and Mary's last Sunday here with us. And, and like it's been said, they've been here right about seven weeks. So we're going to take an opportunity not, to just, not just to pray for them, but to do something we feel is very strategic in the life of the church. And I'm just going to show you one here. You don't have one. Um, but if, you, if you're here as a guest and you've been moved by God, how many of you know that giving into the kingdom is not motivated, it's, it's not motivated by manipulation? It's motivated by inspiration. And the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying, I want to partner with that ministry. I want to give to that ministry because I see the effective work they're doing for the kingdom and glory of God. That's what motivates it. You could um, 
Bill and Mary, obviously, and Larissa, we've had some really heart-to-heart -heart talks. You know, the old days of, and I'm not saying here, I'm just saying in the context of the church, throw the little Mexican couple in the back of the room and put some tattered shoes and some jeans on there and kind of throw them a 20 as you're leaving. You know, that doesn't, that, that, that's, that's, that's manipulation and that's, that's charity and it doesn't go very far, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't work. But to acknowledge, man, God is at work in Moralia, Mexico, and we're, it's, part of our, it's part of our mission. It's part of who we are. And to see Bill and Mary and Larissa and Mickey is part of that, and to see the church there. Now, the, the great thing is um, Carl and Susie are here. Eight years ago, Carl took me on my first trip to Moralia, and he handed me the baton. And he said, Ralph, this is, uh, this is, not, this is not optional. This is an assignment. This is something you're going to steward and you're going to grow in. And Glenn and Rebecca are here. Uh, this goes back to 1994. Glenn and Rebecca have been a vital part of the work. Every testimony, you know, we build on, we build on what has been laid. We're building and we're building. We're, the kingdom is increasing and increasing. So all, all the Newho family is going to get a letter. And you're going to get an opportunity to partner. I'm already been praying about this. It's really one of the neat things where we've never really, I don't think we've done this before, but we're going to do it now. Because here's the bottom line. You know, there's always a bottom line. How many of you know that increase is essential in the kingdom and giving is part of that, that increase? So we're going to have Bill and Mary and Larissa come up here in a minute. But, but as, I was, as I was surfing at the waves and having a great time, I was praying for Mickey I was praying for Mickey and Larissa and Bill and Mary, and the, the word that kept coming was increase. <laughs> increase to every dream in their heart. Increase to the work that they're putting their hands to. Um, how many of you know that for Antonio to leave his work, now let's make this really clear. Antonio is already in full-time ministry. Everybody's in full-time ministry. But then, you know, I was in full-time ministry working for Cintas. And then the Lord said, I want you to leave that vocational job at Cintas and come and work in the church in a different realm, a different ministry. For Antonio to do that, the church has to grow, finances have to grow, giving has to grow, everything has to increase, right? Everything has to enlarge and increase. So that's what the prayer that I want to have you that, that I want you to partner with me in. And as you, if you're a guest today and you want to partner, we're going to give you an opportunity. There are these back there, Mark. And um, how many of you are just blessed by the, by, the, by the message today? I was inspired by the message today. So we're going to have our fathers and, and Carl and Susie, and we're going to have Glenn and Rebecca. I don't see Rex and Cindy. Are you guys here? And those who... I'm going to have Bill and Mary and Larissa come right up, right up here. We're going to go down here for now. So why don't you guys come up? Bill and Mary and Larissa, come on up. Carl and Susie, Glenn and Rebecca, come on up. I'm going to have the pastors and their wives come up. Every licensed minister, come up. Tim and Jess, come up. Um, Paul and Dolly, come on up. And obviously, they've been touching families here. They've been touching you. There's another significant group, and this is not, you know, this is not like a, you know, MasterCard thing where, you know, if, if you don't give, you don't get to come up. But there are those who give, and they've been faithful. Lanny, the Lord highlighted you like a yellow marker. You need to come up. 
Um, there are people who give and support above and beyond. If, you, if you've given, come on up, and we're just going to lay hands. And, and that doesn't mean, and I, I love everybody else who's participating, re releasing your hands. Come on up. We're going to bless these guys. This is their last Sunday. And I, I believe that God is going to bring an increase of monthly support to see this work multiply and multiply and multiply. They need a new facility. They need room for kids' ministries. They need staffing. All these beautiful things God's very aware of. So come on up and we're going to pray together. I want everybody just partnering and joining in and blessing these folks. Father God, we come now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for Bill and Mary and Larissa. We thank you for Mickey. And Father, we see Mickey right there. And we, we trust you. We know that you're working in the life of this family. And Father, we thank you for the church in Moralia. We thank you for the body of Christ throughout the world. But Lord, we are connected and we are joined and we're partnered with Bill and Mary and Larissa. Father, this is an extension. This is a beautiful expression of the body of Christ. And God, we ask, Father, now for increase. We ask for increase, Father. We ask for increase in all their dreams. And everything that they, that, Lord, they're raising up the next generation of revivalists. They're, they're changing their culture. They're touching nations. And, Lord, there's more in them to even be released. Father, we thank you for their hearts. We thank you for their ministry. We thank you for their, their message. And the, we've been inspired this morning. God, we want to give to see them go farther and higher than they've ever thought they could ever go. Father, we, we commit to you to keep this ministry in front of the people here, even at New Hope. Lord, teach us, help us. But Father, we bless them, and we lay hands on them, we anoint them, we strengthen them in the work, we strengthen them. We strengthen them, God. Bless them. If anybody has a prophetic word they want to release over them. Uh, the Lord says you're pregnant, that this is just the first fruits of what you've seen so far. I know you've been doing this for some time, but God says there's multiplication after multiplication after multiplication after multiplication. He's setting forth in this thing as in a child when they are come to full birth or full term, that they are born and yet there's this set in motion of continual growth, continual strength, continual fruitfulness, and we declare Declare it over you today that you've just begun to see the fruitfulness of your ministry, that you've just begun to see what God wants to do. And I'm speaking individually to you as well as a group and as a church in the name of Jesus in every area. There's pregnancy and there's birth coming forth. In the near future, yeah. you're going to see even what God has multiplied to you, begin to look up at it only as the first fruit. Yeah. I believe the Lord wants you to see from a historical perspective. <laughs> oh. oh, he sees, Bill. He sees. He sees, Mary. He's seen every. Oh. 
He's seen every tear. He's heard every prayer. You know that, but he wants you to hear it again. <laughs> he remembers when you were crying out. He has seen all that you have gone through. He's seen all that you've endured. Hallelujah. He's seen the rejection. He's seen the anger. And he wants you to know this is a new day. This is a new day. And I'm reminded of the scripture that says to not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap. God says to you, this is your due season. Yes. You have not grown weary to the place of giving up. And this is your due season, says the Lord. So get ready for the reaping of all of the years of sowing and watering and persevering and looking at the dry ground and saying, when, oh God, when, oh God, when, oh God. He says, this is your due season. But the Lord would say, the highway is open. And now is timing. The time is coming now where there's going to be a flow in the other direction, coming from Mexico to here. And in the days ahead, not just you two will come to this house to share what's going on there. But I'm going to put it in the heart of others in your church, those that will come. And there will come a day when they'll stand on this platform preaching in their hard language of Spanish and imparting unto this house some of the fruit that they have received. And they will bring an anointing back here because the highway flows both ways. So be ready, be expectant, because I'm already spoken to the hearts of some of them. And they're going to say, you know, we would really like to come. And you would encourage them to, to pray and, and, to, and to wait. And I will make the way where there seems to be no way. And they will come and they will stand right on this platform and preach to this house, Hallelujah. says the Lord. Bill, I sense the Lord is going to bring you into a season of walking in the garden with, with the Lord. Hand in hand, arms around each other, walking me telling you of my love, you telling me of your love, a time of wonder, a time of relationship that we have not had, a time of just being father and son and son and father, and me revealing my heart to you, and you learning even more of the wonder of my love for you. And Mary, I sense there's a, a fire coming, a fire in your belly, a fire in your heart, a, a prophetic thing, a time when you'll be nudged forward, a time when you'll be jostled, then I'll nudge you forward and I'll say, Sister, preach it, speak it, say it, proclaim it. There's a fire coming. The time when your husband will step back and push you forward and you'll speak and you'll speak things that only exist into heaven on earth. 
and I'll put this upon you, and you'll grow in it, and you'll learn of me a new thing, a new thing, a new way of speaking for you and a new fire. Just continue to pray. We have a, two more, and then we're going to just wrap this up. But continue to pray. These are vital things here. The sound of the train has been the sound of heaven for your church. I'd open up your ears to hear it in a new way. For the movement of life into and through the saints, there is what God is doing. For you are in a strategic place in Mexico where heaven itself sends those that come and go into your midst. I have called you to be a training center of my kingdom. Those sozoed and discipled in your midst will be sent out onto tracks that will take them to my chosen destination, where again I will sound the announcing approach of my kingdom, says God. Worry not, be not concerned where to move, but instead see where I am already moving in your midst. For I will be your provision. The sound of the train is the very sound of the kingdom coming at you and in you and through you and out of you at this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just felt the spirit of the Lord saying that you were coming into inheritance of the spirit, that the storm clouds are gathering and the harvest time has come. You're going to begin to walk into a greater revelation and manifestation of the spirit of God, that revival is coming and a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit is coming as never before. You thought you saw miracles in the past, but, but now I will show you miracles. I will show you the great things, the dreams and the visions of heaven that you've, the, the sacrifices and the seeds that have been sown are coming to fruition and the harvest will be reaped, says God. And to new hope, I would say, one generation shall declare my works to another. Behold a picture of koinonia, says the Lord, for in your midst are those that have spoken on the soil of Mexico. In your midst, one generation has declared to the generation in Mexico. You have seen this morning fathers and mothers who are discipling. In your midst, new hope, are fathers and mothers who have discipled. And I say to you, in your midst are young people who have put their feet on the soil of Mexico who shall again take other young people to the soil of Mexico. And there are generations in Mexico who will bring people to other lands to set their feet upon other soil. For Mexico has an inheritance among the nations, says the Lord. You pray for your nation to be saved and healed and delivered. But I say Mexico has an inheritance among nations for those who will be saved and healed and delivered, says the Lord. And for the church in Koinonia, the Lord says to you, Do not forget the message of freedom that I have brought through my servants. For I have not only called you servants, I have called you friends. My friends, I have not set you free from one system of works into another. But I have brought you into koinonia, the fellowship of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I have brought you into family. I have grounded you in love, and I send you forth in love. 
It is not overwork, it is overflow, says the Lord. Do not forget the message of freedom. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. No longer to be subject to the yoke of slavery of any man, any religion, but as friends of God, as children of God, as co-heirs and co-laborers with your Father. Let the message of freedom continue to go forth, says the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for all you've released. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for the increase that's coming. Father, we bless we bless and lay hands on Bill and Mary and Larissa and Mickey, and we bless them. Father, let them go back just filled, overflowing. Father, rested and ready to go. Thank you, God, for this time. Bless them. Thank you for the church family here at New Hope. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, as we dismiss this morning, the cafe is always open for fellowship, and, and we, we never want to miss an opportunity to pray. If you're here and you've even been tugged on, the Lord showed me a few things. The prayer teams, I want you to come up. If you're part of the prayer team, if you need prayer, do not leave without prayer. Bill used this expression several times today, radically saved, radically saved, radically saved. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, do an invitation. If you're here and you don't even know what that means, and you're saying, I, I, I've been touched today. I want to get saved. I, what does that mean? What is that language you're using? Come on up. We're going to be ready. To, to, because only the Holy Spirit has drawn you to that point. So if that's you, otherwise, have a great day. Be blessed, and see you this week. Carry the kingdom wherever you go. Amen? Amen. Amen. Be blessed.